0: Everybody, Welcome to repeater. This is a second edition of our pandemic episodes. You are here with me, Evan. And of course,
1: this is Pat over here. I almost forgot my own name. <laughs> um, so two episodes in we're doing great.
0: Uh, Yeah, we're killing it. And uh, on the show with us today is old buddy, old friend of the show, Brady O'Callaghan.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I was very excited to get this text.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. It's, uh, it's an exciting time to be able to talk to humans. Yeah,
1: thanks for
2: being here. You know? Um, <laughs> super important to keep those relationships alive.
0: It, it really is. Yeah, uh, on our last ep, we just were kind of catching people up on what we've been doing in the, in the pandemic, uh, what, what our lives have been like. And I think, you know, we've got that all covered. I assume we're all kind of doing the same weird stuff. <laughs> but music has been a very helpful part of it
2: yeah music's been huge for me it's honestly <laughs> been like my number one coping uh, mechanism so um, yeah y- and any other excuse to chat with friends about tunes and listen to music I mean what a blessing
0: Yeah,
1: we're, we're glad we could provide that outlet
2: <laughs> <laughs> I need this guys what are you doing tomorrow as well
0: oh my god <laughs> I mean, this is seven days in a week you know we got time. Oh, yeah. I'll
1: be here. Uh, I got nowhere to be.
0: But hey, you know, let's uh, let's kind of do what we normally do, and uh, let's run down something, just like a recommendation, something we've been listening to recently. Pat, you want to kick us off?
1: Sure. Um, I hope you are all ready for me to completely mispronounce some more Portuguese, but I'm going to do it. Um, Very cool. Since the last time we recorded, uh, I came across this group uh, called Ima. Uh, and they have a new album out called Ima de Nova Pontas," which I believe, uh, it means a nine sided magnet. Um, it's incredible. Uh, this is like an album that I would say, if you're into indie rock, uh, you're going to dig it. If you like broken social scene, I don't know why that's like the, uh, hook I have for this album because I'm not sure it makes sense, but that's what I got from it. Um, this like cool indie rock, but like with this really great Brazilian samba vibe to it. Uh, the the beats are really cool. Um, it's all in Portuguese, so I don't really know what they're saying, but that's fine. It's really cool. Um, so I would really suggest that. Uh, I don't think they're on Bandcamp yet, but you can find the album on uh, Spotify, and we'll be sure to tweet out that link a lot. So I highly recommend that album.
2: That's amazing. You know, I'm a uh, big uh, Brazilian music guy, so I am definitely going to look that up.
1: Yeah, I think you'll really like it.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, one thing I've been listening to recently is um, R&B artist Amber Mark put out a cover of Heart Shaped Box, the classic Nirvana song, and it is very good. Um, I was kind of kind of been on an Amber kick all week, to be honest, and, uh, but I think that this cover dropped like this month or something, and it's really great. I also watched a little bit of that post Malone Nirvana cover set. I don't know if any, either of you guys saw that, but he did like an hour and a half. I did not of, know that
1: existed.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know what? It's totally good. Like he's a good performer, but he did like an hour and a half with two other studio guys who I don't particularly know on guitar and bass. And then Travis Barker was playing drums. Um, and they just tore through some Nirvana songs.
2: That sounds great. Mm.
0: Yeah. But that uh, that Amber Mark cover of Heartshade Box is great. Especially, you know, it's such a grungy song and she puts a really nice, beautiful uh, twist on it. It's great. Nice. Brady?
2: Hell yeah. Uh, lately I've been kind of obsessively listening to this uh, song, Champion, by Jesse Daniel, who's like this, uh, like honky-tonk, sort of Bakersfield sound uh, sort of guy. Um, uh, And I can't get this song out of my head. It's really great. And I found it. I'd I'd listened to him a little bit before, but I follow this YouTube channel called Gems on VHS. I don't know if either of you guys are familiar. Um,
0: I checked out uh, something that you posted recently, actually, which is my first exposure to it.
2: Oh, it's one of my favorites. Um, It's like this Nashville-based guy who goes around and just takes uh you know video of like intimate performances of these like folk and bluegrassy country type artists and it's it's always really good. But this one recently I've just had on repeat so
0: nice. Nice.
1: Does he record them to VHS tapes or is that just the, the I think, name of the I think
2: thing? it's just the name. It might have started out that way, but the production quality is very good. So
1: great. Cool.
0: So, yeah, uh that's some stuff we've been obsessed with lately, but um Brady, we actually figured talking to guests during this time, it might be nice to talk to people about um comfort songs, songs that bring them comfort. So, we were wondering if you had any comfort songs to share with us today.
2: Um I absolutely do. Um like I said, uh music has been like a big coping uh mechanism for me with all of this. Um and yeah, since uh Pat started off uh with a little brazil flavor i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it in the same okay uh, area um uh there's this band uh called azimuth, i think is how you pronounce it it's a z y m u t h um and i had when I was down in Brazil, I just went into a record store and uh asked the record shop owner, I was like, Brazilian music. And he goes, great. What do you want? <laughs> I was like, you show me. And he just pulled this record out and <laughs> put it on. And it's the first track on the record. Um, the song, I'm going to butcher it, is like, Vau Sober O Horizonte. Sure. And it's so nice, relaxing, very chill. Some like good strings and like synths. It, it just has like a... Truly, like a like a cartoon uh, romantic montage feel to it. Um, yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, that
0: sounds real nice. Okay, I can see how that is a comfort song.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it puts me right at ease.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's that's gorgeous, and. What a cool pick for that guy to pull out for you, too.
2: Yeah, I know. It was not at all what I expected, but it, yeah, like, it got about 30 seconds into it. Um, and he was like, do you like it? And I said, well, yeah, I'm going to buy this for sure. What else do you have? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's always good to get a recommendation
2: like that.
0: Is there, yeah. um? are there, does that have my vocals, too, Brady?
2: Yeah, even, like, that song has mm-hmm. um, some vocals, but it's ma- ma- mainly him just going like, da-da-da, da-da-da. It's really nice. Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys find that
0: um, you listen to music in another language at a similar time, you might listen to instrumental music? Because I think for me, that's somewhat true. Like Because I can't understand what they're saying, it's not distracting the way sometimes English lyrics are.
1: I think for myself, I used to be like that, where I'd be able to go, like, turn off the comprehension part of my mind. Um, But, I mean, as everybody knows, I was working for a company uh, that was based in Brazil, and in trying to not necessarily become fluent in a language, but as I started to pick up little details here and there... um, it's definitely changed how, like, foreign language music works for me because now when I listen to the, at least Brazilian music, I can catch, I don't know, I can't take a whole song, but I can at least catch what the idea is, which is really fun. Um, So I guess yes and no, uh, but more recently it's been, like, I listening to see what I can understand.
2: Uh, Yeah, for me, I I think similar. I used to a lot more. And like the first time I ever really listened to foreign language music, it was like, you know, French pop, yay, yay um, stuff. And like as my familiarity increased, um, you know, I would just I don't speak the language, but I, you know, I would know the lyrics and sing along with it. And then it just became like hard to tune that out, even when listening to like new stuff. Um, uh, So sometimes I definitely do, especially if it's like my first time hearing it. I'm just like, wow, great vibe
0: yeah Um. (laughs) yeah I wonder uh, I just thought of it specifically with like this kind of theme but I definitely noticed that there's a lot of chill out music that is foreign for me and I think it is just because of that too it's like one less thing to pay attention to or at least pay attention to as sharply Mm -hmm. And, uh, and there's something I don't know I find like inherently relaxing about the idea that maybe I'm somewhere else
2: yeah oh for sure um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it puts an image in your head of just, like, kicking back on a hammock on a beach, you know, cocktail in hands. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, especially when you get, like, the the wind chimes like that and, like, the synth, uh, the synth strings really are evocative of, uh, like, 70s chill. <laughs> yes, for <laughs> sure.
2: Is
0: there a, uh, is there an ideal relaxation cocktail, uh, down in Brazil that
2: I might not be aware of i mean the the big cocktail down there is the caipirinha um and that sounds good to me too so that's a good one yeah yeah Yeah.
1: that's a great one
0: hell yeah the national cocktail (laughs) yeah this uh this song had a great vibe
1: yeah and i think just going back to like uh i mean we we end up talking about this a lot like how music can take you places but i also think like um, you know, having that vibe of, like, relaxing and having a caipirina is nice. But I think when you have that connection to, like, the guy at the record store that was like, oh, you should listen to this. I think you'll like it. I think it uh, makes it a lot easier to sort of transport yourself back to that moment, too. Yes. Especially in a, especially, like, how things are these days where we're all just home all the time. Yeah,
2: for sure. What was the, uh, what was the record store's vibe? Um, It was uh, like one small room uh, that I had a hard time finding because it was on like the second floor inside, um, almost like a, it felt like an office building. Um, And I just had the hardest time locating it Um, (laughs) because I don't speak Portuguese. And I was just following, you know, Google Maps and could not find directions, but wandered around long enough to stumble upon it. And it was, you know, small. It was, maybe there was one other person in the store um, and the first guy who approached me started talking to me in Portuguese and I was like, sorry, no follow Portuguese. Uh, (laughs) And he sort of said, Brazil music? I said, yes. And he just pointed me at the shelf. But another, his coworker spoke a little English and he was the one who asked me like a couple of questions and then started pulling stuff off of the racks. It was great. Nice.
0: Yeah, I found this one record store in Florence, Italy last summer. That, aside from being legitimately the nicest record store I've ever been in, it was so weird how like upscale this record store was. But they just—I think they knew because they were in a touristy area—that they just had a whole section like very obviously, la- very obviously labeled Italian music. Yeah. And. It wasn't like a ton of stuff like it wasn't like a lot of crates to dig through. So I think they were very much like, hey, we did the work. We selected it for you already like pick an album, any album. You'll probably be satisfied.
2: (laughs) I love a curated recommendation, man.
0: Yeah, I found one 45 that I bought there that was like this like 80s pop band that was like New York or America themed and that that one ruled. (laughs) It was just like a two two tracks and solid gold. Perfect.
1: I like the theme of America. Especially when you're in Europe or something. It's always so funny to see that in uh that lens being used.
0: Yeah, the name of the act might have even been something like Boys on the Hudson or something like that. Like it was <laughs> very specific.
1: Oh, that's really good. <laughs> I was in Iceland a couple of years ago and um we, it's not a record store, but we went to a restaurant called The Laundromat uh, because it was laundromat themed and the walls were just like covered with specifically photos of New York laundromats. It was very good.
0: Wow. Not something I associate specifically with New York City, but I can understand how other people might. Yeah,
2: exactly. Also, just what a weird idea for a theme. It sounds like so much fun, but I wouldn't that wouldn't even be my hundredth thought.
1: <laughs> yeah and i i seem to remember that uh like down by the restrooms you could also like go and actually do your laundry if you needed to so it seemed like there was like a weird combination with like hostels or something i don't know like when it comes to multi-purpose things like restaurant and laundromat was a little uh little much yeah good food though
0: was it what was like the price point?
1: Oh, I have no idea, because at that point I had already like Iceland's so expensive that I was like, just give me a hamburger. Yeah, <laughs> I'll uh I'll be sad about the bill later.
0: Cause like upscale restaurant and laundromat is a weird combination, but you know diner and laundromat, I can see that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Brady, any other comfort songs?
2: Yeah, sure. I'll I'll throw this other one out there. Um, to kind of change up the vibe a little bit. Sure. My next pick is uh, Lavender Blue, uh, parentheses, Dilly, Blue, Dilly, 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 Dilly Dilly, by Burl Ives. Excellent. Um, who if in I recent years I've become Dilly, Dilly, a little obsessed I with. I love them a lot. Cool. Who told me so, Dilly Dilly, who told me so, Oh yeah. I told myself I like dilly, dilly. Yeah, there's something about it. I think obviously there's this um connotation that uh we all have hearing uh his singing voice cuz we grew up with like the the Christmas claymations and he was the snowman in that. Um and like this song in particular feels very much like a lullaby. To me? Mhm. I think it was used in a like an old Disney film that he starred in, but I don't I don't think that it originated uh, as that. I could be wrong about that. Hmm. Regardless, I love this song.
0: Yeah, is this is this something you discovered recently, or did you know this from when you were younger?
2: Um, no, it was honestly a total uh, adulthood discovery. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I had watched like an old Disney movie with him in it, and I was like, wow, yeah, I know this guy. I love this guy. Um, and did a quick little Google search and just found some of his um, like folk music and fell in love with uh, all of it. So this one stands out to me as uh, just like the sweetest, most calming uh, version of a song that he has.
1: Yeah. I personally, I always enjoy um, the simple finger-picked folk songs. Um, especially when the lyrics are so I feel I feel like even saying simple is a disservice but um, it almost sounds like somebody that's you know sitting around on their couch just sort of singing to somebody else that's in the house or maybe even just to themselves Uh, there's something really nice and calming about that
2: yeah I I feel like I find that true with a lot of like older folk music and like blues music etc the lyrics are like, often simple, not in a bad way, but just like, yeah, we have enough for a song here. Like, this song is about, like, hey, hey, I love you, and like, we should be together. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. very, very simple. Yeah,
0: that's not, uh, it's not too much. Uh, there, there was like a point in time, I think, where it was just like, hey, a song's a song. There's not that many of them. Let's get them out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it is, ni- it's nice to hearken back to that. It's also like, you, I think you have to be a particular brand of sweet to, like I've never heard Dilly Dilly used as like a fill-in word specifically in a song and it's it's so kind of like silly, but it doesn't sound silly in that song, you know, yeah. as he does it.
1: Isn't, wasn't like Bud Light using Dilly Dilly as like trying to brand that as like their cool I don't even know what their goal was for that, so I'm happy to have uh, Dilly Dilly in the context of this where I can actually enjoy it.
2: I was pretty upset by that whole ad campaign, <laughs> them just trying to <laughs> clout chase Old Spice for being weird in commercials. Um, but this has always been my Dilly Dilly, so... Yeah. You got to take it back. We got to take it back.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, now it's on record, and um, I guess Bud Light, we're coming for you.
0: <laughs> Do you have... um? Do you have any like recommendations for, you know, either music, other music lovers or people who maybe are more casual music fans for kind of like how to use music as a way to relax and chill out? Because I think some people maybe it's like a pump up thing for them and it's not what they're used to, you know?
2: I mean, for me, my kind of daily routine now is like. Uh, I'll work out in the morning, and then uh, after that, while I'm cooling off, I'll I'll make my coffee, and I'll just throw on some music, and then go through my daily routine. You know, something that is just like pure mechanical for me, and it just like takes my mind off of everything because I've got this little project here while I listen, and that that puts me at ease. So it, it, it's kind of doing double duty there. I also think that like I I buy vinyl records because I like the ritual of. Placing it on there, dropping the needle, having to go back and flip the record, Um, and like that's enough to like sustain my attention for like you know whatever twenty minutes a a side of a record. Yeah, I don't know. I don't try and do too much. I think just like yeah, focus on the music a little bit. Let it take you away.
0: Yeah, I don't know what like the term is if we're like you know old timers or whatever for suggesting that people like try to just listen to music. But vinyl does help with that ritual a lot like just having to pay attention to when it flips and it's small but it it really does kind of change how you tune in you know
2: Yeah honestly a candle will do wonders you know light a candle and watch that flame flicker it's good <laughs> Amen Yeah it is
1: it is nice to have that uh the physical connection to something and like I know that, like, my older family members, when they saw that I was buying vinyl, they were like, well, what are you doing? You can have everything on your phone, Uh, which is true, and it's nice to have access to all those things, but it's also nice to walk over to a shelf, think about what you want to listen to, and say, yeah, for, you know, right now, for the next 40 minutes or whatever, I would like to listen, I would like to put the effort, the minimal amount of effort to just put this onto a turntable and hit play.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I also know that, like, my dad, for example, loves having his iPod and his digital music and finds it incredibly convenient, but he does just have an iPod. He doesn't have a streaming service, so Mm -hmm. he's not dealing with the infinite sea of music available. He is kind of, you know, recreating, whether it was when we were growing up with CDs and then MP3 players, you still have a limited... Library to choose from, and you're going to listen to a lot of the same things on a more repeated basis. And so, I think there is like that yeah. focus, and that you can't just let something run forever because the album ends, you know. And I yeah. feel like a lot but of playlist listening is hours at a time.
1: I did just find an old hard drive from college and uh, transferred my music library onto my new computer, and uh, a lot of Alice in Chains on there. So,
0: yeah, one thing I've actually found helpful as sort of background music is actually just anything that i used to listen to a ton in middle school and high school because i feel like i know it so well that it has a calming effect on me just by virtue of being familiar and doesn't even matter if it's kind of crazy or loud or whatever it's just it i just know what it is already so i don't have to think about it uh so i've been listening to a lot of that kind of music and it's been pretty hit or miss. <laughs> uh, it did allow me to like rediscover my love for the Beastie Boys, which was nice. Uh, I haven't probably actively listened to them a lot recently. but then I also found this album by Days of the New, Days of the New Days of the New, self-titled. And boy, it is uh it's like if a butt rock or hard rock band was led by an acoustic guitar. oh um, wow that's what days that's what days of the new is and they committed to it hard like there's not i don't think there's an electric guitar on any of their albums but it's just it's the exact same style of music
1: so is it like chuggy acoustic guitars
0: yeah it's chuggy and it's like the vocal style you'd think of so you know the guy's are like here i stand what i hear from my- oh.
2: That's incredible, and
0: it's but it's all acoustic. It's nuts.
1: I don't know why uh, that's not striking a chord with you. It sounds like it's right up your alley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was very into it in seventh grade. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. That was one of my most listened to albums, which is bonkers. It
2: sounds like they turned that song, um, uh, "What Like Every Rose Has Its Thorned," and just turned that straight into a a band.
0: It's also kind of like you guys remember when uh stained had that live version of outside that was really popular i'm on the outside yep Uh, yeah yeah. stained it it was sort of like i think it was around the same time too but it was it was taking that the success of that and just running with it nowhere they ran nowhere
2: (laughs) but they were running they saw their goal i do 100 uh get that comfort of something familiar you know it's like your your favorite meal it's like it, it served its purpose for so long that, like, yeah, I'll just do it again so I don't have to think about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, a box of mac and cheese isn't good, but, boy, it's good, you yeah. know? <laughs> I hate that all the time it's, growing up. It's
1: such a good uh, connection because, like, I was thinking about this before. When it comes to, like, what I consider comforting, uh, it really depends on, like, the context of, like, you know, sometimes... Um, just having an apple's nice, and sometimes like having a piece of candy's nice. But then other times it's like, give me that garbage food that's gonna mm-hmm. make me feel terrible, and it's too much. Like there's too much going on, but still at the same time it's like, yeah, this is what I needed.
2: <laughs> yes, for sure.
0: Uh, well, Brady, hey, thanks for sharing those songs of comfort with us. Oh,
2: my absolute pleasure. This is yeah, uh, yeah, I love it. Anytime, Dude. tomorrow even again.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, there's seven yeah. days. You know, we can do whatever we want.
1: So before we let Brady go, uh, I thought it would be fun to recount this story. Um, so when I went down to Brazil uh, for work, um, Brady was kind enough to send me some tips on like things that he thought was fun down there. He actually told me about that record store. I didn't get to make it to Rio, uh, but my friend Karina had invited me to a samba rehearsal. Uh, her partner was performing in this rehearsal for a group called Bloca Pagu, Bloca Pagu. Um, and so we went to this place uh, just south of Piñeros called Trosso de Yuniao. Uh And I got to go see this uh, Bloca rehearsal, this samba rehearsal. It was like two, three hundred women uh, all preparing for Carnival. Uh, and so I posted some videos of that, and I seem to recall that you Brady had also been to the same location.
2: Yeah, uh, my friends took me there on the last my last day in Brazil, um, uh, for some feijoada, I believe, and it was incredible. I love that place so much. Well, that is cool.
1: That's a cool small world thing. Um, it it just. Even being there and knowing that, like, I had a friend in New York that had also been there and got to experience something similar, like, just filled my heart with so much joy. Uh, The music was so great that, like, I have never heard anything like that before. Um, And to feel comfort out of something new like that uh, was incredible. So, if you ever end up in Brazil, I highly recommend going to a samba rehearsal or going to see samba music because it ruled
2: yeah it's amazing there's music on like literally every street corner um and all of it is very good so yeah check it out <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah man i wish we had that in more cities here it seems like something that i don't know for whatever reason america never got great at it outside of like certain locales or maybe we were great at it at a certain point um but man i always get jealous when people get to travel to other places and it's just like music's everywhere Oof. it's the best yeah, for sure <laughs> yeah well brady thank you again for joining us uh we do appreciate you uh taking yeah, the time
2: absolutely uh this was so great hell yeah stay safe guys
0: yeah, yeah. you too man yeah, stay you too. safe uh and enjoy the tunes always we'll talk to you soon Thanks
1: again
2: repeater is hosted by evan ford barden and patrick cartelli visit us online at repeater.show for live dates hot music tips and show archives Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater.